Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Today we got some nonsense. I'm gonna make these guys draft their favorite comedy shows because I think it's fun. And then we are going to uh, talk about the 2024 quarterback class. As we kind of look forward to that 2024 class, obviously quarterback's the most important position as we're playing super flex leagues, especially as we kind of join leagues that are expanding, right? The 12, the 14, the 16 team leagues, quarterback gets more and more important in our Debbie leagues as well as in our dynasty league. So uh, we're going to look at the quarterback position today. Nelly, Shane, how we feeling? Do we feel good that I just... We, I just sprung this comedy draft on you. How are we feeling? Well, you've been talking about the comedy draft on the second podcast for like two months. So I feel like we have, we have to get yeah, it out yeah, of the yeah, way. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be awful at it. I'm not a TV guy. So uh, I'll be interested to see how it goes. You'll just take the old ones. Yeah, I will. You know, that's, I'm, I'm too old. Yeah, I think we're all coming from different areas here. Like, I don't know if you guys would draft any of the shows that I do. That's fair. Um, well, let's just get into it. Who wants the first? I'll take the third pick. I'll, I'll go. I'll, well, Shane, do you want the first pick or the second pick? I'll take the first. That's fine. Which also, by the way, also, if you if you listen to this draft. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. I don't think pick order will matter. If you like this draft, if you enjoy this concept, we just had a we had a fantastic soup draft, the the Super Bowl on our second podcast. Um, we did five rounds. There are so many good soups. We could have kept going and going, but yeah. that, it was a lot of fun to do. I think it's a lot of fun to listen to as well. So, uh, second podcast now, is is in the it, through the Discord. Uh, find us on Twitter as well. There'll be instructions for how to get it. And the Discord completely free to join the main part of the Discord. Um, so come join well over 600 of us that want to talk about football constantly. Uh, Twitter sometimes sucks. So, like, come over to the Discord. Uh, we had just to have an absolute blast. And it's free. And if you want to get our rankings, it's $25 a year for the rankings, the analytical database, everything that we have to offer. And maybe one day I'll finish my rankings. But Shane, First pick. Yeah, I'll go with one. I can't. I think you. I think you do like this show, so I think you may have might would probably pick it at some point. I don't know how early, but it's um, it, it is a little bit newer, and I don't think I've seen an episode I haven't liked. So I'm gonna go with "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." You I think is that. one of the best. I don't know, like. I think it's one of the best. One of the best comedies. I love Charlie yeah. Day a ton. So I mean, yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, that's the 101. That's what I was going to. I can't believe it's not the that you took that. 
It's about yeah, the fifth pick, but like it's a good pick. Jeez, oh, I I I thought for sure I was like oh, I can offer up the first pick because I'll I'll get go the ahead and take community we'll Nelly. Um, ugh, I'm gonna take the office. I'm going to do it. I I know Kane's going to get annoyed by it, but I I it's a first round pick in in a in a comedy TV show draft. Yeah, I love The Office, my favorite television show. So uh, you're close to getting my vote. Um, a pretty easy picks on the uh, turn here. I'm going to take Parks and Rec and Shit's Creek. Just an incredible back-to-back. Um, do you not like one of those shows, Nelson? Because you're going to... I don't, pull I don't like home. either of those shows. What? I, I've okay, never seen Shit's Creek, but I, I love Parks and Rec. Is it's sure. fun to say that you don't understand them. Uh, <laughs> you can just say that. Um, both shows are fantastic. Um, I'm gonna take them, and I could have probably gotten Shit's Creek much later, but uh, Shit's Creek deserves to be drafted when it did. And if you, if one of you two take one of my other picks, I will truly lose my mind. I don't Mac think I am. So I think that's about it. It's always sunny was the only thing that I feel like I've seen that anyone would take. So. I think my goal is to is to take that. We want to go five rounds. Yeah, that's fine. Um, all right, then I'll go a little bit rapid fire. Two two. I don't think either of you are taking this, um, but I, I like it a lot. So give me new girl. Show is I just started rewatching it. Very. Good I would have show. taken that if it came back to me. Every single character is so funny in their own way. Except Jess, but like, yeah. But she's necessary for the other characters to be funny. Is she? I don't dislike her like you do, it seems. <laughs> uh, the best episodes are when she's not in it. <laughs> it, it. I mean, it's Nick and Schmidt are by far the top two characters, so. Until you get into like season three, season four, and then Nelson, or Winston, excuse me. Winston comes hard yeah, like he's got some liners he has he's incredible yeah um all right so i got back to backs here i I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go a little bit older uh on these two the ones one's still currently running and probably should have ended by now but i'm gonna no, go don't say it no nah, no nah, I, I don't think it's what you're thinking I, i'm gonna go seinfeld First, okay. Seinfeld was a staple of my childhood and like a cultural touchstone at the time. And then I'm going to go with South Park. I think South Park, like for about like 15 seasons, was phenomenal. I haven't watched it super recently in the last couple, but uh, an- another one just in my childhood was was amazing. Yeah, I don't think the people are going to love those. That'll look good on the in an image yeah. if we post this. South Park. Uh, my favorite cartoon show, cartoon comedy show, is what I'll go in the third round. I'll take Archer. I think I've talked about Archer before on the second pod, maybe, yeah. but I, I it's just absurdly funny. It's just, I mean, when I'm looking for a funny show, I just want to laugh, and that does the job. So I'm on the turn here. This is this is tough for me. Do I follow the heart? Like what just makes 
my heart beat when it talks about these shows. I think truly one of the best comedy series ever made is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, that's a great pick. I forgot about that. Curb is so good. Like everything about that show is good. Um, if you haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, like it's worth getting HBO Max even for a month to binge every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like if you like the dry humor and the wit of like Steve Carell, take that times 30 and like Curb Your Enthusiasm is that. Right, it leans into the dry humor, and that's my favorite type of humor. Um, so, Curb is is up there for me. And then we just get into just a toughie. Um, uh, I'm my heart is just beating too fast for this. <laughs> I'm gonna take Brook. I'm gonna take Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's a good. A, that's a good. A show. really good television show because I know none of you are gonna take my fifth pick. It's like I think seen... there's a ceiling. Brooklyn Nine Nine has a ceiling as a pick. Like it's a good show. It's not a great show, but it's you know what you're getting with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think it's fine for a fourth. Hundred percent. And and you're gonna laugh. Like, right, you're going to laugh at a few moments, right? And that's enough. Yeah. Um, all right, fourth round. I'm going Arrested Development. A uh, show is yeah. like, it's like, it's a different type of comedy TV show. It's just like absurdity. You know what I mean? It's, but it's, it's very good. Um, so I think that's, that's good value here. Yeah, yeah, you snipe me. I, I do like Arrested Development. Um, cool. As well. Oh, all right. I'm gonna go one more. I think semi-popular one that people like, and then I'm gonna go with one that I like. That there's like 20 people on Earth that like it. So I'm gonna go with Scrubs. I have seen the entire the entirety of Scrubs. So good. It is is like really good. The, the characters are great. I enjoy that. And then for my final pick, I'm going with Frasier. Frasier was the like mm. original high class comedy which i've seen in uh niles is my favorite so i'm in uh i'm between two i'm gonna go i'm i'm gonna take nathan for you it's not like a sitcom but it is a hilarious tv show it is like it's it's a hard watch it's so funny like it's it's like it's painfully cringy, but in the best way possible. So you guys can push back on that as a comedy TV show, but it, it makes you laugh. I'll let you have it. Okay. Yeah. Comedy show, very general. So th- there's a lot of shows that I would love to take here. My current list has uh, six listed of shows that I would still draft here. Um, it's not great for me personally and mentally um, because I'm last I'm just going to list them all and choose my favorite out of them um, which people might like people might hate but uh, the ones that I have listed uh, Modern Family 
fantastic show. Like, I don't love Friends that much, but I think it is still funny. Um, Psych, I think it's just a fantastic show. Um, and then the other ones I have listed are The Chappelle Show and Key and Peel because I think they're both very funny. Iconic, both of them. Yeah, and so, like, I don't know which way I want to go, right? Um, I don't know if I want to go for the votes, which you know I love getting votes. Or, <laughs> That's true. Or if I want to go, my favorite. Um, I'm going to go with this show mainly because I'm currently in a rewatch, and that's Modern Family. If you've never seen Modern Family, like, it's a good, wholesome show, and it's freaking hilarious. Um, so I'm going to take Modern Family, and um, I'm going to leave Friends on the board because it's actually not funny. It belongs <laughs> to stay on the board. If I wanted votes, I would have taken Friends. Just... I'm not sure the fantasy community is into Friends. Like, I'm not sure that's the <laughs> problem. Yeah. The Venn diagram is just two circles. <laughs> also, big, big shout out to the IT crowd. I've seen a couple episodes. Uh, it's great enjoyable. Um, um, but yeah, I've got I've got a few honorable mentions. Shane, did you ever I, think I SNL think... at any point? You know, I, I it didn't even cross my mind, but that's that's a good one. I think you should leave. I think is the best sketch comedy TV show. Tim Robinson. Um, that doesn't surprise me. You drafted Nathan for you. Yeah, that's that's fair. Bojack Horseman. Also, the, I'm watching that right now. The, the league, the league could be mentioned. Oh, that would have been pandering. The last season. It's not really a good enough it. show to be on this. Yeah, list. but also the last season ruins it. Yeah, yeah. I liked yeah, Community. Community is underrated. I probably should have drafted it. I think it would have been on brand for me too. But I wanted to go a little diverse. Um, I have one more show. I can't remember. Uh, Golden the middle Girls was a deep cut. I thought about. That's a good one. I love Golden Girls. Yeah. I like The Middle more than Modern Family. That's outrageous. Disagree. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have many others, so I literally I haven't seen like five of your 10 choices, so. Well, <laughs> the list for you. Bro. Oh. Veep, Veep, honorable mention Veep. That that is a good show. Best bullet currently comedy. watching. Great show. Currently watching. Roseanne. That, that was a one. <laughs> I'm oh, glad. Yeah, but I think the I think the remake kind of destroyed it. As yeah, a well, choice. I, I, I watched it. The remakes don't don't count. They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> no one went with but. the sitcoms. The Two and a Half Men. The Big Bang Theory. How I Met Your Mother. There's a better chance I take Will and Grace than any of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How I Met Your Mother was good. For a while. Yep, for a few seasons. <laughs> uh, yeah. Workaholics uh, would have been the only other one on my list. Which, now yeah. that the movie is canceled, it's kind of out for me. It's kind of loose butthole. Yeah. But... Do you want to... 
Nelly, did you write these down? Uh, or no, I didn't. No, but okay. I, I... We'll, we'll, we will. Here's what we'll do. I'll go back, listen through this, or we'll we'll work together to put together this board. We'll put a poll on Twitter once this releases. Please go and vote for who you thought was win. Please explain why it was me, and and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Shane, can... you did it for us. I did. I did. It, it didn't translate in our private chat, but I can run them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. perfect. Still going to vote in the poll, but you can tweet at us who have the best draft. So Nelly's draft was The Office, New Girl, Archer, Arrested Development, Nathan for You. Kane's draft was Parks and Rec, Schitt's Creek, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, A Modern Family. Shane's draft was It's Always Sunny, Seinfeld, South Park, Scrubs, and Frasier. The worst part is you drafting It's Always Sunny is better than like three of Nelly's picks combined. <laughs> I was gonna say he, he did thing. snipe me on Arrested Development at least. So, but it's always Sunny beats Archer, Arrested Development, and Nathan for you combined. Like it's always Sunny is just that good. It's a good show. It's great. Like it, it's the it it's very good. I tried to downplay it and say it was the one like the fifth pick, but like it's real good. But the Office is the one one. Um. Let's just let's go ahead to this 2024 quarterback class, right? Like a lot of people, especially if you're on Twitter, they're going to hear that the 2024 class is really good. And you're going to hear that because we have a stud quarterback, right? I think um I think this quarterback almost has more value than Bryce Young or CJ Stroud at this point, this point or Coleridge Bernard Stroud the 4th from Ohio State. Um Caleb Williams the quarterback at USC I think is going if he continues to have a year like he did last year, right? Which was exceptional in all regards. Um, he's going to uh probably come in at like QB eight, nine, ten range in Dynasty, like right away. And that ceiling like that's that's his floor for the first year, right? Think like Trevor Lawrence, but like imagine Trevor Lawrence played well the first year, and like that's what Caleb Williams can do, right? So the question is like, especially for you, Shane, like one oh one in NFL drafts. Like, is he kind of the perceived first pick in NFL drafts for right now for twenty four? I think pretty easily. I think most pundits we say if he was in this draft, he'd be the one oh one pretty easily. Uh, so I think you're right in terms of being over Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. But you know, the problem is we still have another year and. Right. Bad things can happen. Like I don't think they will with Caleb Williams, but we we've seen we've seen quarterbacks fall before. Um, I think he's pretty well insulated, but there's always that chance, right? And that's why it's why you, you trend to guys that are gonna get your points earlier than later because there's always that chance. But I think Caleb Williams dynamic can throw, he can run, he's gonna be a fantasy dream. Nelly analytically. Is there anything Caleb Williams can't do? No. Short answer is no. Long answer is like definitely not. He's efficient through the air. Um, he did it as a he did it as a freshman at Oklahoma too. I don't think people realize this. He well, people. He was very good as a freshman. He posted like ninety ninth percentile passing efficiency, and he was still raw at Oklahoma. Um, and and the thing is, 
he improved this year drastically. And he also is, uh, he's productive on the ground, which is, it's important for, for quarterback prospects. It provides something. So, I mean, uh, analytically he's got over 10 yard adjusted yards per attempt, which is something we look for. His rushing market share is, is over 15%. And that's with him like, like visibly not trying to run the ball when possible. So the sky is, or the ceiling is the sky for, for Caleb Williams. And the floor is very high as well. I think outside of Caleb Williams, I don't think you're going to hear a lot of argument at the second choice, right? Second choice is, is mainly Drake may the quarterback at, at UNC or North Carolina. Um, first year starting, was exceptional. Um, it's clear that their offensive line, not good. Yeah, and, and I mean, their offensive line is getting worse. They lost to Seam Richards. They're starting tackle. Like, it's, it's going to, it could be rough next year. Shane, like, film wise, do you see anything that, that kind of gives you trepidations toward Drake May? Or not really? No, I, I think there are. Like, I have him very high in my Debbie rankings, but I'm a little, I'm a little more scared of, for him than Caleb Williams because I think we only got kind of the one year starting. Um, you know, th- there were rough patches and rough games, and um, where there was a lot of pressure, you know, on him against against Clemson, against Georgia Tech, and he, you know he had trouble getting the ball to receivers and trouble making decisions under pressure. And when you're six, five and can move like he does, there's a nice floor there, but I think we should hesitate to crown Drake Bay on this platform above Bryce young and above CJ Stroud. And, the, you know, I think that's, it's too soon to make that decision. We need another year of production to see that, to be able to justify it. Nelly analytically Drake may pretty solid prospect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he ended the season a little bit, uh, not strong. It it looked better. His analytical profile looked better three weeks before the season ended than it did at the end of the season, uh, finished a little bit over nine adjusted yards per attempt. Here's the kicker. He, 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 um, had over 30% of his team's rushing yards. So 30% rushing yard market share, uh, as a quarterback, that's absurd. I mean, that's twice what we saw from Caleb Williams already. I don't think people realize how good of an athlete he is. Um, now, some of that is is not necessarily by choice. He has to run the ball, especially when the pocket's breaking down at, at UNC. It's kind of the polar opposites to to uh, to USC. But and we saw that from Sam Howell beforehand, right? Like the production's probably better than the actual talent as a runner, but. That being said, very talented runner. I think that's super underrated for him. And and he is a good passer, right? The efficiency proves that. I think third choice kind of coming into the season, right? Coming like this offseason, you're going to hear a lot about Quinn Ewers, the quarterback at Texas, right? And like w- with good reason, right? He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school, goes to Ohio State, in lieu of his seniors, senior year of high school, um, obviously doesn't start. C.J. Stroud is there, Tra- ends up transferring to Texas, uh, does play, has a collarbone issue, um, does come back, plays okay, 
in what's supposed to be a pretty good offensive system uh, under Sarkeesian. Like, Shane, what's kind of the the worry film-wise on a guy like Quinn Ewers? Because, like, we have we saw bits and pieces of good things, but I don't think we saw it ever all put together in a single game. I think he's sloppy. I think his play is sloppy all around. You know, that's kind of the issue. Like, he has the physical talents. What we saw in that early in that Alabama game where he got hurt, it's like, oh, okay, this is Quinn Ewers coming out. You start to see the decision-making coming in. He comes back from injury. Maybe the injury affected him. I think it's possible. Xavier Worthy's dropping a lot of passes, but sloppy footwork, sloppy decision-making. He's trying to fit in balls that he can't fit in. He's, you know, he, he's trying to throw a ball to one spot. It's going a little bit to the left or to the right because he's not planting his feet. He's not stepping up in the pocket. It's, he's super raw. And, and I think that's, that's why there's debate because the physical tools are there. You can see it. He could be a top five pick in the draft. He could be Spencer Rattler, anything in between. Nelly, analytically looking at a guy like Quinn Ewers, like did he check off some boxes or is there still a lot to be desired with this season at Texas? Yeah, there's a there's a lot to be desired. It was it was not a good season. Um, as a passer, he had a little over seven adjusted yards per attempt. That's not good. It's uh, not something you want from a future NFL prospect. Um, negative rushing yards this year too. Like a quarterback doesn't need to be a rusher, right? Like they don't need that to get drafted. They don't need that that to get drafted highly. You can say with 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 Ewers, he is as high of a ceiling as any of the other guys that we'll talk about in this draft in terms of, um, or in this podcast, in terms of draft stock, because he has those raw arm tools, but for fantasy purposes, like he's, it's that much more difficult for him to rise up and be an elite quarterback because he's not going to provide a rushing floor His he's a better athlete than his numbers give him credit for right now, but he's never going to be uh, like a dual guy. So we're, going to look at a pair first a pair of quarterbacks and then next another pair of quarterbacks i think these guys are really similar in in kind of not only their trajectory of of nfl talent but also their the way that college has kind of gone for them i think pretty similar right those two guys michael Penix jr at washington um and then if we go just a little bit south bo nicks at oregon i think these guys pretty similar in in terms of kind of not just the way that the nfl treats them but also the the way you know that college is kind of gone for them right they both transfer they both have a okay season uh michael Penix a better season right at indiana ends up getting hurt transferring bo nicks transfers has an incredible season both to these past years uh really really good quarterbacks at in the pac-12 so shane what are we making out of these two how do we differentiate between a Bo Nix at Oregon and a Michael Penix Jr. at Washington I think they're and also I was right that Oregon's south of Washington right yeah yeah look you're the geography guy so um yeah they're they're different quarterbacks but I, I agree with you like they were you know older guys that we thought we kind of wrote off you know, that uh, played really well. Michael Penix, a little more of that traditional passer, 
bigger, big arm. I think things that the NFL is going to like uh, about him. Um, Bo Nix has that five-star pedigree and has a little bit of the rushing ability, can move around in the pocket. I, I think he had double-digit rushing touchdowns this year. Like, it brings that to the table. So I think we're looking at a ceiling of top 10 picks for either one of them. I think they probably would have been day two picks had they come out, probably round two picks, um, had they come out this year. And so, you know, you put another good year together. I think we could be talking about Michael Penix or Bonix right there with Caleb Williams, Drake May. If either one of them fall back and have a average year, now you're tumbling down the board to day three. Um, high risk, high reward for these two quarterbacks. Nelly, do either of the two differentiate themselves analytically, or are they very close? Yeah, you know, Bo Nix actually shows a little bit better. Um, Michael Penix kind of not – he suffers a little bit because there's such a high-volume pass offense, so the efficiency by nature of high-volume or high-volume pass offenses just dips a little bit. So uh, his his numbers aren't bad, but Bo Nix's are better. He's at 9.46 adjusted yards per attempt. His, his rushing market share is also significantly higher. He's near 20%. So very similar numbers to – or passing efficiency numbers – to Drake May, just a couple years older, but I do think that I think that five star pedigree matters. I think the NFL cares about stuff like that. Um, some a warning sign with Bo Nix, or it, they he lost his offensive coordinator, right? That matters. Um, that was a big reason. Kenny Dillingham was a big reason why that offense was successful. Meanwhile, Michael Penix kept the offensive coordinator, kept the head coach, who's very influential in that offense, and kept his top two wide receivers as well uh, in McMillan and Romeo Dunze. So I think that continuity matters. So I think both those guys are kind of head-to-head. Uh, we can trash Kenny Dillingham off podcast, but I don't think that's <laughs> going to change a lot for uh, Bo Nix. Um, I can tell you some stories later. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the next pair... Um, I, I feel like you guys know which two we're going to talk about kind of together, right? Uh, both of the quarterbacks that were in front of them, right, uh, just went into the NFL draft. Both are going to be probably top five, top ten picks in being C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, right? So kind of the next thought, right, is who's going to start at Ohio State and Alabama? And if we just take our best guess, it's probably going to be Kyle McCord at Ohio State, Jalen Milrow at Alabama. Now, Shane, we haven't seen a, we've seen more out of Jalen Milrow than we have out of Kyle McCord. But you're you're an Ohio State alum. You are obviously a big fan, as there's a sign that hangs over your left shoulder that says the Ohio State University, 186 miles away. What can we expect, not only out of Kyle McCord, but out of maybe a progression forward that we've seen? Because we've seen Jalen Milrow play in 22 and Bryce Young was hurt. Can we expect that step forward of him kind of being the full-time starter at Alabama? Both both have to compete for the job. I I mean, McCord's competing with Devin Brown and Jalen Milrow with, um, with Ty Simpson. Both those guys are your younger, though. So I think Milrow and McCord being in the system, I think as Debbie people, sometimes we trend too young. We think the young guy is going to win. Usually the young guy does not win. That's why I think that Milrow and McCord are more likely. They've been through the systems. They, they kind of know how things go. I think with Kyle McCord, you do get 
an NFL profile, you know, high four-star, low five-star player, went to high school with Marvin Harrison. They have a connection and has the size and and even a little bit of the movement ability that he was hasn't shown because we haven't seen him yet. Um, so I, I think it's like we know whoever wins these two jobs is there. Jalen Milrow definitely showed more rushing ability than passing, but I thought he played well in the Texas A&M game and did well there. Um, so I think the potential is there for both of these players to start for big-time programs, accelerate up the boards, or they lose the job and they're transferring three times in the next you know, three years. That's, that's the upside and downside, both players. Yeah, and obviously you have to think that because they stayed at the respective colleges for multiple years, that they're going to kind of have that next shot up uh, being in that system just a hair longer. But Nelly, uh, just let's take a step back. Obviously, we don't have a lot of analytics on Kyle McCord, but just from like an analytical standpoint, let's say first, I don't know, two, three games kind of happen, right? For let's say Jalen Monroe starts at Alabama, Kyle McCord starts at Ohio State. What are kind of a few things that you're looking for analytically, especially as they kind of face, right, more than likely G5 schools? Uh, what are kind of, you know, a few things you're looking at to make sure that they're going to check the boxes that whole year? What are kind of a few things you peek at? Um, I mean, it's a combination of things, and there's no, like – necessarily like thresholds of like oh three three touchdowns to one is exactly what i'm looking for i guess it's it's a combination and it can like scale across um but a high completion percentage high touchdown to interception ratio high yards per attempt and all of those kind of combine for the efficiency metrics that we look at i also think with a guy like Jalen milrow who is a, a fantastic athlete um i'd like to see his passing volume be at a certain quantity in order for him to be perceived as an NFL prospect. Um, like he could have efficiency on low volume, but if he's, if he's showing efficiency on like a regular passing volume, that's, that's something that is, is definitely worth taking stock in. Yeah. So like when I say easy schedule, let's look at Ohio state's 2023 schedule, shall we to kick off the year? Uh, Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky. Those are the first three games, right? So if Kyle McCord plays, you're expecting him to absolutely destroy those first three games, right? Against poor competition. And if we look at Alabama, uh, the three games, first one, Middle Tennessee, Texas, South Florida. Those are the first three games for Alabama. So again, you're expecting a good team like Alabama to kind of roll those three games. Um, Texas, they barely beat last year, um, so it'll be interesting to see how they're going to do this year, especially if you assume that, that uh, as we would call it, Texas is quote-unquote back. Um, but we'll, we'll see about that, right? Um, but Shane, film-wise, are you looking for these guys to just clearly be the best player on the field first three games of 23? Yeah, I, I think it's what you want to see. You you want to see them work in the offense well. You can make a mistake. You can throw a pick. But I want to see you dominate in those early games against, especially when it's against the weaker defenses. And a lot of times I feel like you can just see it. Like you see the spark. I think C.J. Stroud had that for Ohio State, right? People were still questioning 
should he be benched for Kyle McCord? Uh, uh, and then boom, he just like turned the light switch and you saw the NFL talent. I think it will come out with these guys early if they start. Yeah, I, I don't mind the pick, but I want it to be because they took a chance, right? Not yeah. because they made a poor read, right? Th- that's the difference, right? If they make a poor read, you're like, eh. But if, is it because if they made the pick because they're willing to take a chance, you know, they're trying to do perfect placement on not necessarily double coverage, but uh, pretty close to double coverage. They think that they can fit it in before the safety can get over, right? Something like that on a deep route. I want to, I want them to believe in their arm talent. If they can't believe in their arm talent, how am I going to believe in it? Right? Like they have to take a chance at some point against a poor team. If you can't take a chance against a poor team against Youngtown state, how am I going to think that you're going to take a chance against Michigan? right deep down the field right that's kind of that's that's what i would prefer if they're going to throw a pick take a chance try and make a play rather than oh you didn't realize those cover two and you're running mesh right like you threw it over the middle da linebacker there right like that's what we don't want to have happen uh, yeah but um real quick any other quarterbacks in this 23 class that you think we have to kind of shoot up like worth mentioning we've seen some a fall from grace from some quarterbacks right um i was a big tyler van dyke guy last year i thought he would take a step forward for miami didn't um jackson dart was a favorite transferring over from usc to ole miss Uh, who knows if he'll start for ole miss right there's a good chance he's not um Right, we've seen Spencer Rattler go down and then a little bit up at South Carolina. We've seen uh, who quarterback at Texas Tech is, but whoever it is is going to throw a ton, right? Like, who is kind of the next guy for you, Shane? If you had to say, more than likely, this is going to be the the next guy in the conversation that we haven't talked about. I mean, I, I think there's a group of guys that are interesting. I know a lot of people out there would say JJ McCarthy, the quarterback in Michigan. Has a lot but of fans. He went to Ohio State, so I, yeah. I mean, so so either one of you can tell me I'm being biased, and I don't I don't like them. Um, <laughs> so like, feel free to tell me that Nelly's yeah. telling me not to say who my next guy is. So I'll I'll skip that and let you I'll let you have him, Nelly. Um, Riley Leonard from Duke, I think, is a name to watch. Six four two zero three rusher. Duke wasn't great. He really t- lifted up the offense to new heights. Um, so I think he's he's in there, and uh, I'll let Kane at some point talk about his boy uh, Shadur Sanders transferring to Colorado. <laughs> well. Can't forget him. Um, but Nelly can take my actual next next name up on the list. It's funny because if you didn't go, I'm I'm taking Jordan Travis out of Florida State. I actually think he belongs in the conversation with uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Um, he was he was more efficient than both of them. He was. He's the second most efficient quarterback this past year uh, behind Caleb Williams out of these quarterbacks we're talking about. And he's a phenomenal athlete, um, almost 20, 20% rushing market share. That Florida State team is going to be really good next year. Really good. They are, I think they will be the favorites for the ACC. They're going to be a top 10 team all year. Take that, Clemson. I hope so. I hope so. But point being, they're going to be super high profile. If Jordan Travis continues to not only play like he did last year, but improve a little bit, like – he could shoot up boards and, and he's not like those receivers aren't like 
anything special, right? Like he has there it's a good group, but like I don't think there's any studs there. I think a lot of it is coming from him. Johnny Wilson's good. Johnny Wilson's really good. Okay. He got better from dropping footballs at Arizona State. <laughs> he did somehow. <laughs> so yeah, I, I obviously like Shader Sanders. Um for, especially from a C2C case, right? Like it's hard to not like Shader Sanders. Um, he's clearly the starting quarterback at Colorado. Colorado, it, whatever you want to say about the the spectacle, right? That Dion brings to to Colorado. Um, if Shader Sanders plays well, that is the spectacle is only going to help him, right? Like the the idea that constantly there's going to be all eyes on him. You're going to learn a lot more about who he is as a leader in the locker room because of the spectacle, right? We're going to have a lot more information on Shadur Sanders as a player, as a leader, than we will on anyone else. But that's not necessarily the name I was going to say, Shane. But you just kind of uh, sorry, I kind of tossed that at you, but you can you can say someone else. You can uh, give us a bonus name. Um, this quarterback and I. Shane, you're going to say, oh, what about the other guy you like at that college? Um, I think Baron Morton is probably the starter at Texas Tech. I think Baron Morton played really, really well when he played. Um, if he can start the full season, uh, the Big 12's weak. I don't know if you need me to say it, but uh, the Big 12 is not necessarily strong. Um, as Nel- as Nelly wants to say, like, oh, the Big Big 12 can do whatever another conference can do. No, they can't, okay, because they beat up on themselves because most of them are weak. Um, if you're, But if you're looking for a team in the Big 12 that's going to take a step forward, it's probably going to be Texas Tech. Another year with the play calling, right? Uh, of A year with a quarterback hopefully starting the entire season barring injury. Like, if Baron Morton can start the whole season, I think there's a great chance that Texas Tech is successful. Um, what is the defense going to do? Couldn't tell you. Uh, but if they can just not give up 35 points and let the offense score 35 points, they'll probably win, I don't know, eight, nine games in the Big 12. That's good. No, that's, that's a good uh, one. I are we like Baron Morton supporter? I don't think he's going to start. I don't think, I don't think they, they would have... Um, I don't think they would have brought White and I think that Tyler Shell. I don't think he would have came back if he wasn't likely the starter. I don't think there was a lot of uh, outlook on the horizon for Tyler Shook. Maybe. Might be right. With the collarbone injury. But granted, this is very early. Right. Very early. There's other potential guys in this class. I mean, KJ Jefferson in Arkansas. Maybe DJU gets it back at Oregon State. Cameron Ward at Washington State still getting some publicity. Like uh, you know, Colin Schley starting at UCLA. I think I think there's some good quarterbacks that probably end up doing nothing, but we're gonna have a surprise name pop up into the first round. I think by the end. Yes. Yeah. And I can't Sam wait Hartman. for it to be Sam Hartman. Yep. Yeah. It will not be Sam Hartman. Devin Leary. Ugh. 
Phil Jurgovic, who else? There we go. Will Rogers again in a real offense. Brandon Armstrong (laughs) reunited with his OC. Uh, so yeah, there's there's going to be some uh, really solid quarterback play, and uh, that's just a quick look at some of the guys. We want them all to play well. We want just a fun college football season. That makes that doesn't just make, make Devi more fun. That doesn't just make C two C more fun. It just makes all of college football more fun when there's a lot of really good teams. Um, uh, so hopefully they do well. But Shane. You want to uh, teach us something? I, I do. We're, we're going to go to Thailand for for this one. Um, I know the capital. What is it? Bangkok. Bangkok, which actually, I, I, I almost talked about that because it actually, the real name is the longest city name in the world. And I, there's no way I was going to pronounce it. So I was like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> well, I do like Bangkok in the meanwhile. Yeah, look, that's it's fair. Uh, thanks, Kane. Um, but some Thailand tradition, obviously based in uh, religion, but it, maybe not, it's not as upheld anymore. Um, but when we talk about 50, 60 years ago, Thailand actually had colors for each day of the week, and people would wear those colors on each day of the week. So, like, Monday is yellow. For the moon and, and the god Chandra, Tuesday's pink, Wednesday's green, Thursday orange, Friday blue, Saturday purple, Sunday red. And that's what everyone in the country would wear those colors on that day to uh, you know honor that god. Um, and you know, it, for that, I, I think it'd be absolutely wild to have a whole country dress in the same color every day, I think it would be absolutely incredible. So I was looking at pictures. It's it's super cool. I like that a lot. I finally wouldn't wear colors that don't match. Yeah, see, look. You just got to go. My wife always makes fun of me because I wear, I wear like a red shirt with red pants, and I'm not allowed to do that apparently. So I could do it in time. a lot of one color. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like it. Um, so let's just get into our buys and sells. I'm going to go first because I don't want anyone to steal mine. Um, and there's a chance that someone would steal this first one, namely Nelly. Um, but I think Dorian Singer is a buy. Um, it's clear that uh, a USC, and you can almost say, again, that Mario Williams would be my sell in this whole <laughs> kind of thing, right? But it's clear that they don't fully believe in Mario Williams. Right, the fact that they're even willing to bring in other, other wide receivers. This has happened two years in a row now. And sure, you can say Kane, if you're going to get Jordan Addison, you should probably let him come to your football team. And sure, I agree with you. He's very good at football. Then why'd they do it again? Right, like if if you truly believe that like Mario Williams is going to take a step forward for your team, you're not going out and getting more wide receivers and then also signing the best wide receiver to come to your school in the same season right not all that's happening at once if you believe in mario williams uh so dorian singer my buy um my my sell this is just coming from kind of an nfl draft perspective um anyone that's going to arizona now i i understand that like there's some talented players but for the most part like 
I worry about their draft capital. And I think there's just a chance that you can get better players that will have better draft capital around the same area that you're drafting anyone from Arizona. Like if there's an option just where the two people are tied in your mind, just take the one not at Arizona. I think it's just going to help you like <laughs> find talent. Um, and my unknown stock, you guys know how much I love Trevante citizen, but we have to acknowledge the question marks around Trevante citizen, right? Like is he actually going to be the main running back at Miami? Like we would hope so, but like there's a lot of unknown around not only Trevante citizen and his health, but also all of Miami and how they're going to handle that backfield. And also if the, Offense is going to be better. Like, offense took what, what it was just a roller coaster of ups and downs. And I don't know what they're going to do. And will wide receivers actually be healthy? Would, would it have mattered if the wide receivers were healthy if Trevante Citizen didn't get hurt? Right. We can go round and round on like the storylines, but like we know Trevante Citizen's healthy. Will he play enough to make up? in draft stock for not playing and getting injured his freshman season. That's my unknown stock right now. Whoever's next. That's, yeah, it's fair. I, I, I can go next. I'm going kind of NFL. Cause I, I love this time in, in dynasty Debbie leagues to trade for quarterbacks that are probably going to start in the NFL, but no one really knows. So my buy, it's an ugly buy, but it's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's going to start a quarterback somewhere, right? Like, there's not enough quarterbacks to go around. Baker Mayfield's probably going to start, shoot a late third over for Baker Mayfield, and when he's the starter, flip him for a second. You know, I think that's a play. So, like, my unknown stock's Jimmy Garoppolo, because I think he's a much more expensive, once again, going to start somewhere, maybe for the Raiders, who knows. Um I don't know if he's worth the price. Like, I don't know if he's worth it. I think we know what he is, but could his value go up? You know, if he is with the Raiders, with Devontae Adams, maybe I can trade the 210 rookie pick for Jimmy Garoppolo in a super flex and you can get Garoppolo back. I, I don't know. Speaking of the Raiders, my sell is uh, Darren Waller. I think he might be done. I, I, I think I, even in a tight end premium, I'd probably sell him for a second round pick and try to draft one of these tight rookie tight ends that have upside or trade for a second year tight end, um, trade them up. I just don't know if Darren Wallers has the motivation after the big contract. So I'm out. Cool. I'll go, I'll go back to the, uh, the Debbie side. Um, I'm buying Isaiah bond wide receiver at Alabama. Um, I think the fact that Alabama didn't, didn't recruit wide receivers out of the portal is pretty telling that they're happy with who they have. Um, and Isaiah Bond, uh, who was a freshman this past year, uh, was was hurt to start the year, right? But once he got healthy, he kept working himself more and more onto the field. He was a top recruit. Um, and he flashed moments of like, oh, wow, like this, this guy could be very good. So Raw production wasn't necessarily there. He wasn't a zero by any means. He did some things, especially considering his his route counts. Um, but I, I think he's a buy there because no one's really established themselves at Alabama. Um, I'm selling – we're going all wide receivers here. Selling Adam Randall, wide receiver at Clemson. Um, 
came in with high expectations, tore his ACL, returned in like six months. Like the fact that he played this past year was nuts. But um, he didn't look very good. May have been because of the knee. It also may not have been. He's he's pretty big. He's like 220 pounds. He looks like it when he plays. Um, he doesn't like like AJ Brown's 220 pounds. He moves like a wide receiver. Adam Randall doesn't move very well. Um, so maybe that's the name. Maybe he's just just not the athlete that that people were hoping he was. There's also a lot of mouths to feed at Clemson, and I'm not sold on Cade Klubnik. So I just think value wise, I think he's probably a little bit overrated. You know, Antonio Williams is there. Um, um, the old guy from this past year, I can't remember his name, but the wide wide receiver is still there. They've got tight ends still. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I see a tough path to improved value for him. Unknown is Juice Wells, wide receiver at South Carolina. Someone who I really want to really like. Uh, very productive this past year, especially he was very streaky. He had some games where he went nuts. When they beat Tennessee, he went crazy. And it's awesome. Like He was a transfer from James Madison where he was productive. Uh, so it was cool seeing him succeed. Came back this year, doing another year with, with Spencer Rattler. I think the production could be very, very good. New offensive coordinator, though, provides some unknown. I don't know what the draft ceiling is. I don't know if he could move into like the early day two sort of prospect that we like for wide receivers. He might just be a day three guy. So unknown in terms of like, I don't know how to value him versus young guys. That is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Make sure you join the Discord absolutely free wherever you listen to the podcast. Hit the description, click the link, join the Discord, and uh, hop in and just talk about football with us. We love to see it. But that is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Just remember that we appreciate every single one of you.